up and I stay down with the same gang every day now. When the thing changed, but the way out is the layout, nigga. Big M's, nigga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put the lights down, turn the bass up. One time for the pay cuts. And the price guy just squeeze the life out of shit. They try to break us. What's all the fussing about? We grew up with nothing, my nigga. We still here. That fake shit, we cutting it out. Money come, make sure the crew got their fair shit. And we are back. What up, host? Man, what happened to our music? You ain't hear it? No. <laughs> no. Nah, back then either, right? No. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is different. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nah, okay. Wow, well, I heard it all. Okay. Well. So wait, hold on. Can you hear this at all? No. Mm-mm. Interesting. What about this? No. Interesting. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll fix that later on. A little tech difficulties. Um, welcome, people, to another episode, our, our fourth episode of Food for the Culture. Um, the show we will talk about uh, interesting topics that are uh, socially uh relevant including things in current events pop culture and of course dating i am your host big mike aka the savant lame levant as you can see we got uh banks who's in the building today i don't know where he's what location he's at today but he's in the building today so what's up banks <laughs> what up what up are, are, are you actually home or are you on uh <laughs> still work Okay, and then we got uh, still wait. Josh, of course, the uh, the tech guru over there. What's Josh wearing? How you doing, Josh? Hi, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all can't hear it. Excellent. There we go. I can hear that. I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I can hear the song at all. Um, let's get right into it, guys. Let's, uh, you know, been, uh, since last week and a lot of things have happened, so let's just go ahead and do that. And uh, we got some topics for you. I guess we want to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, Kanye West. He drops out and then I guess back into the presidential race. Did y'all see that? Birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Ch- Chance the Rapper, who got backlash because it's supporting him. I don't know if you saw that, uh, John. I-, I didn't see what they were saying, but I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. So what is he still running or not? Like, where, where are we at with this whole thing? I mean, apparently they said he dropped out, but then today they said he started another party, which is okay. AKA the birthday party. That's what it's so called, the birthday party? He dropped out. Yeah, he dropped out, but joined and created another party. And I know he had funding for it, so I don't know what he's planning on doing, but he did something different today. So it, it's always tomorrow, so you never know with Kanye. I guess it's an ever-flowing situation um, with him and his. That's Walt president. Disney right there, man. Yeah, yeah. I guess you just never know. Um, <laughs> what uh, what do you think about that, Josh? Him in and out and stuff like that. I mean, I'll uh, piggyback on what I said last week. I still don't think he's a worse choice than Trump, personally. I agree with that. Hundred percent. I don't know if that means he's the best choice, but he's definitely not a worse choice than Trump. And that's fair. Yeah, Trump, who may even have dementia. So yeah, you know, this is another. Who? Trump? Yeah. 
situation. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are just getting caught up. I mean, don't get me wrong. Kanye is Kanye, and he's, he has a with his antics what he does, uh, what how unfiltered he is. But you know, if there's any side of what many would call the old Kanye, or if there's any side of his parents that are still in him, then I honestly do think Kanye is definitely a better choice, especially in comparison to Trump and a lot of other candidates that have been out there on the forefront who basically you know, do whatever they can to get your vote. And then when they're in office, they don't necessarily do what uh, they promised. And with Kanye, I feel like with him, the minute you go against him or say something that um, he doesn't like or he feels that you're against him, it might he might be more inclined to actually listen because he doesn't like that negative energy. That's true. I, I if you look at his pe- if you look at his behaviors in the past, like when people complain about uh, what he said or um, outbursts, anytime there's like a large amount of people that um, I guess get into Kanye's circle, he manages to either change what he states or he just doesn't say anything anymore. Yeah, he's better at that than Trump. Trump will kind of, you know, uh, stamp at and try to like defend himself more, stuff like that. So, right. Which is what makes him, you know, not good for the job. He's too, emo- he's too emotional, Trump. And, you know, that's what I always say about him. Petty. Yeah, Petty Pendergrass. Speaking of him, <laughs> Josh, you, you, you were saying earlier um, about him now wearing masks. And you were saying it's kind of giving a showing his mismanagement, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, we, c- we can get into that. But before that, we also have to talk about the District of Columbia and specifically their football team. Yes, I'm sorry. The name. Yeah, here's going to be the Washington Warriors now, which you have, which is nice. Uh, I didn't even know they changed the symbol. Oh, that's too. what they changed it to. Yeah, Washington Warriors. What? I mean the the symbol looks the same. That to is me. so. I mean the name is fine. I think. Isn't that still considered racist? I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Isn't that still? That's still racist, though, right? A spearhead with a feather at the end of it. Well, all right, perhaps. Maybe yeah. you would have to ask Americans for the one, feather. but at the same time, if this is actual archaeological things that they used, and it's essentially giving, it's a giving for me. I see, I see it as giving credit to them being there first. So I always thought it was going to be Native American themes. So I feel like this is probably the most respectful way to do it, considering what it was before, which was a, a racial slur. I think that's what the issue was. You're right. It was a slur. It wasn't the fact of uh, them having representation. It was a slur that bothered more of the younger people, though. You know, they, they did a study like 10 years ago and older generations, you know, they weren't as mad oddly than the younger generations. But I guess, you know, us generations and under us, I guess we're more frustrated sometimes than people older than us. It's interesting that way. So. By the way, there was an alternate uh, idea for a, a mascot 
don't know if you guys saw this, but I thought this was quite interesting, especially since it segues to our next topic. <laughs> Look at the Karen. Speaking of the Karens, we do want to talk about the Karen apocalypse. <laughs> Actually. Yeah, yeah it's getting outrageous. <laughs> you would think it would calm down, right? But it's going right. But this is what happens now, guys. She got the gun on me. Call him. I'm telling you, get the license plate. Get the license plate. Get the license plate now. Because you were never about to hit me with the damn car. You about to hit me with the car? Crazy thing with that is that could have went to that field. Especially yeah, when she started did it did the scream. And when, when anytime you hear a white woman does the scream and the little shake, you know, you never you don't know what's gonna happen at the end of that. So I'm so it's it's a good thing that she didn't shoot. Because I for a second there I thought she was gonna pull that trigger. I definitely would have dipped when she pulled the gun out. <laughs> like only because I didn't want her to slip and shoot me or nothing like that either. But um, but it looked like she had some training the way she's holding the gun. She was, she was pretty. Um, yeah, it looked like uh, the safety was on personally. Yeah, that too. But like, I don't know if she's I don't know if she had formal training or not. But it looked like she definitely has been holding a gun before. But I mean, it's still a crazy situation, especially because there was a kid out there. Um, at that, I don't know all the details and whatnot, but still to pull a gun on a mother and her kid is ridiculous. I feel like. For a traffic infraction. Yeah, exactly. That, it sounded like they were the cause of the infraction. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Them crisis, oh. man. Chrysler's. <laughs> was hilarious. And then we um, have another incident from a, a lady at the gym. Do you guys remember this? I wish I knew all the details of that one. To be honest with you. So, not that I'm defending her. I guarantee, I guarantee it's something either about a billing issue, <laughs> her leaving the gym. I, I guarantee the way she overreacted, most likely it's either about a billing issue, a fee, or her having to leave or something. Between one of those three, I guarantee it's one, uh, guarantee someone will billing them. That's how people usually tend to react especially at Planet Fitness, because of a fee, 
or an overcharge or she wanted to cancel her membership because nothing was working for her and they didn't want to do it because of the stipulations that they do, that they have. Guarantee with something like that. Because that's how people react in general. Maybe not like them throwing stuff, but when they say, oh, we can't cancel your membership, they go crazy. She had the she had that look in her eyes. Yeah, no, I know those membership fees, they come they, they pop out of nowhere sometimes. People forget about them. So it could have been that. But yeah, them annuals. Yeah. Yeah, the annuals, yeah, the annuals. Come mind you, I'll be so mad. Like the, you know, I'm out of time. But uh either way, you don't react like that in, a, in an establishment. And at one the one clip, you, you didn't have it, Josh, but she came in my man's face to work behind the counter. I would have chipped him because he was looking and, close and she said, I'm going to kill you. Right. So <laughs> she definitely would have caught a, a, a nice two piece and a biscuit. I'm all over my face like that in my place of work and whatnot. However, I feel like his coworkers, like, like they, they ain't trying to grab her or nothing like that, at least. Like, I feel like they was a little, you know, not well, helping. Because she's they were a Karen. That in terms of liability, she said she was pregnant. Oh, well, I guess. And whatnot. But she could have chipped him. They would have stood there and watched, it seemed like. so. <laughs> Basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. But those are the Karens that we have to deal with on an everyday basis that seems to not be going away, only getting more and more. And um, moving on, let's talk about Shannon Sharp and what he talked about the other day. And we got a video, and I'll follow up with a, a discussion about that. When George Floyd lost his life, when Marbury, Aubrey, died in Brunswick, mm-hmm. nobody was mentioning what the Jewish community may or may not have had, what they own or may not have owned. Nobody mentioned that. No. Nope. The fact was, like, let's get justice. Let's get economic equality. Let's get away with, let's get a move away from systemic and institutional racism. Nobody mentioned the Jewish community. Now the Jewish community comes up and we got, now nobody's talking about Black Lives Matter. Now we got Will, Will Smith and Jada. Jada talk about some entanglement. Now we got T.I. and 50 arguing about who the king of rap. Yeah. I don't give a damn about any of that. Good for you. Let's keep focused. Mm-hmm. Let's, Let's stay on track. Mm-hmm. We arguing and talking about things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Not how right that, now. How does that get us closer to what we want? All these people ain't protesting about, uh, uh, protesting about no entanglement. No. Nope. They weren't walking those streets of, the streets of talking about who's the best rap of all time. People don't care about that. Can we stay focused? They're hoping that we lose track, that we get sidetracked. And we fell right into it. Now we're talking about what the Jewish community said. I don't care to stop this. Because that was never what this was about. Let's stay focused. I'm glad the Eagles handled it in the way they did. They should have been outraged. Because if someone says something about my community, I get equally outraged. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad the Eagles handled it the way they did. I'm glad Deshaun has uh, apologized. I believe his apology is sincere. I'm glad Julian Edelman reached out and said, bro, let's go. You, we, I'll, I'll take you to the Holocaust Museum. Let's go to the Black History Museum. And let's go share the, and talk and have very uncomfortable conversations. I'm glad D-Jack Webb, a 94-year-old guy that I think he was a survivor of the Holocaust. So, Skip, I'm glad all, it was over Zoom. So I'm glad all this transpired. Yep. I'm not surprised that the Eagles handled it this way for the simple fact the precedent had already been established. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting, guys. And I wanted to uh, dive into, uh, and we'll get to the part about the, um, 
the uh, what Deshaun Jackson said, but more about the part about what he said about the whole Jada and Will, Ti and Fifty, and kind of are we losing energy in the movement that we had just a month and a half ago and being distracted by other things? Is my question. I mean, definitely. To me, it's the irony of what Shannon does for a living is to create the distraction. I definitely agree with that. I was getting to that too, actually, but I agree with that as well. Um, what do you think, John? I, I didn't. I mean, I like that. I like his outburst. But just to add on to Josh's point, I really it just didn't make sense to me because you know that's what they are paid to do, and I feel like his argument. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I just didn't feel like. It was warranted based off of what they're doing. Like, are they advocating for Black, Black Lives Matter and uh, what, what they're protesting about? Are, are they are they positioning uh, the things that they're fighting for on a day to day basis on their show? Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think so. So the point of bringing up the entanglement with Jada in August and Will, I didn't really understand the whole point. Because if somebody was to really break it down, they could just say like, okay, you're contradicting your, your show because you don't do any of this for movement. You don't really position this. You don't talk against the NFL and all that. You basically follow certain guidelines that pertains to sports, which of course, that makes sense. That's what the show is for. But you also don't do what you're arguing about so i mean i just thought it was just a little ironic how he chose to speak up upon that and nothing else <laughs> yeah and i agree with the irony because he was one of the ones who were for the nba starting back up and you remember when Kyrie said what he said I, you know i was with him that that would be a distraction and stuff like that which it is, but now he's talking about this distraction. So it's definitely a little bit of pot calling the kettle black. You know what I'm saying? So right. I definitely I mean, um, it's entertaining. Definitely entertaining. No, I mean, if they don't have stuff to talk about, then they don't have a show. So, you know, like you said, it's definitely um, ironic wow. there, you know, in, in, in that regard. But to his point, though, I do think, and I said this before, the NBA, all this stuff, I don't like – we don't. I don't know if we thought like not we meaning you and I and Josh, but just people thought the protesting for two weeks would get it done. But you get to, it's it's lost steam. It's losing steam, and it's definitely you know not on the forefront as it as it once was and whatnot. Do you think that's uh, how, how do they how, how do they fix that or they, any, any way to fix that? Change that. Uh, John, Josh, anyone? Hmm. I mean, to me, they're being very clever in how they're behaving in the media because it's actually it's double ironic. It's double irony because if we were to respond to what's going on now the same way that the world responds to anti-Semitism. Okay. I mean, because why isn't that happening? That's true. And that's my question. Yeah, that, what happened fight, to huh? Jewish people was horrible, and we all know horrible. that. We all acknowledge that. That was unforgivable. Right. But the irony, the, the triple irony, 
is that has happened to both of our people in history. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm like, but you know, back to the Egyptians. So that's why I'm like, really? Really? But you know what it is? The difference between us and them um, is just they work together. They work in a unit. Whenever something is brought up in that respect, they are quick to shut it down. Now, when it comes to us, I'm not saying we're not quick to say anything, but it's like only like certain, it's only a certain number of people that choose to say something. And then when they do say something, it's not really spoken out out loud. It's usually spoken in whispers. Like some people, somebody might say something, another person might say something, and then they get sidetracked, and then they you they they get confused with another movement and they add something else to it, and then it just gets lost in the sauce. Where when it comes to um, other groups of people, they are a bit more sophisticated and they work together and they don't they don't they don't let any of that slide. Like whenever something is out there or if there's a image or story or something said, they are quick to put it to like, no, you can't do that. Like we're we're gonna we're gonna get you fired. For us, we tend to, you know, forget or we are not really focused or we end up losing traction after a short period of time. Hence the protest. I'm not saying people are not protest, still protesting, but we're just losing uh, focus in regards to putting it out there in the media, like really getting more and more people out there, um, you know, creating more examples of like not putting any money, not putting any money in certain businesses and other things like that. Well, if you remember I said weeks ago that people are only down for a cause when it's convenient to them for the most part. And I still felt that way, you know, as people have been able to get back to work or go different places or do different things more, you see less and less energy in what they had, just like I said, a month and a half ago. Um, and and even like the stuff they post, you know, it was funny because I literally watched this. It was every day. It was pictures about uh, a protest or Black Lives Matter or whatever it was. And then it gradually went back to like ass and like twerking and stuff like that. Little by little. <laughs> now it's like back to the norm and whatnot. So it's like I, I just don't know why, to, to your point about the, um, the Jewish community, why we can't keep focus on whatever the task is. You know, at hand. It's interesting. But speaking of a protest, uh, there was one, I believe, yesterday, which uh, um, ended in some arrest of some social media influencers, some reality stars, as well as a football player, Kenny Stills, um, who also got arrested. You got his photo, right, Josh? Yes. And he's apparently facing felony charge along with everyone else who was arrested um, yesterday uh, in the uh, for doing the protest for uh, Breonna Taylor. Her mother was there as well. Um, what I've seen, um, and I guess they went to the uh, was the governor's house. I think. Uh, mm. Okay. Pretty sure it was his house, and they were outside, and they were asked to leave, and they wouldn't leave, and eventually it ha happened to have 96 or 97 arrests. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Josh? That's very interesting, and for me, it's uh, it's kind of illustrating the systematic oppression 
Because it wasn't like they were violently protesting. I'm sure it's peaceful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. It's right here. Attorney General's house. No, not the governor. Attorney General's house. Right. right. So that, that's why I'm just surprised. I mean, not that surprised, but just surprised that it can be viewed as a, a felony. Like, I'm just trying to figure out how. Well, here's the bigger question. Since he was charged with a felony. Well, because, you know, normally if you're charged with a felony in the NFL, it's like automatic suspension, right? So would the NFL try to save face and not suspend him? Or would it still follow by the rules? That's more the bigger question. I mean, it's called a, an intimidating a participant in the legal process. Yeah. Which is interesting for holding someone accountable. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good I think it's a good uh it was it would be a good um thing for the NFL to show we support Kenny Stills and he will not be punished for this uh arrest. That'll be a great statement for Roger Goodell to say right now. And you got uh, some great plausible deniability because there's no teams in Kentucky. So right. why not? <laughs> that's true exactly so i think it's a win-win and that'll be a good thing for the nfl to show that they support you know the movement and and black well you know support uh 80 of their their league which is black people i guess the best thing to say. right and hopefully i hope moving forward when these incidents happen they'll respond by doing things like this that george floyd's family did discussion that started in America in the aftermath of the killing of George Floyd outside of Cup Food Store here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Today, we have filed a federal wrongful death civil rights lawsuit on behalf of George Floyd's family and all of his children. We are going to have an important conversation that continues based on this lawsuit that documents what we have said all along. And that is, there was not just the knee of Officer Derek Chauvin on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. I mean, I think things like that is going to have to start happening. You're going to have to say things like hate crimes, which they are, and it's blatantly obvious. You're going to have to start doing civil lawsuits, and you're going to have to actually start persecuting the system that's persecuting us. That's really the only way that's anything's going to move the needle. And what do you think, Banks, about that and about the protests, uh, all the arrests and protests? I mean... I feel like it's just basically they're just setting examples. Uh, they're using uh, high-profile figures to put out to the masses of just basically saying, listen, this is what you continue to do. This is what's going to happen to you. And they use people that, that they can see or that they identify with when it comes to sports. Or like the other day, they just arrested another rapper, uh, YBN Corday, which is a young uh, very talented young rap artist, very lyrical. And he was at a, coincidentally, at another protest for Breonna Taylor, and he got arrested. Um, and it was a peaceful protest. <laughs> and it's just like, they're doing this to try to, you know, once again, instill fear. 
Like you're seeing your favorite celebrity who's considered, celebrities are considered to be quote unquote untouchable when it comes to a lot of things. Um, they are doing the they're doing these things little by little to ju- to try to basically break apart these movements and instill fear once again to really stop the people going out there and you know fighting for what's right basically putting out fear to help people forget and you know what like all right I'm not going to do this I got work I can't do this I can't sacrifice going to jail I can't have a record. And all these things that are adding up to basically just break down our movement. Well, that's what I was going to get to, actually. I think that, you know, since we know what they're trying to do, we should take lessons from our forefathers. And back in the civil rights movement, they had, you know, uh, um, lawyers on retainer, all the movements that they had going on. They collected money from stuff like that in case you were arrested for protests and and things of that nature. and if people are going to do that, you know, they start freaking um, uh, GoFundMe accounts for the for for the lady whose salon got closed during coronavirus and raised two hundred thousand dollars three months ago. Why can't they raise money for uh uh you know uh, lawyers and bail money for protests and things of that nature? You know what I'm saying? So I think that would be the good idea because obviously you know it's going to happen. Like that's their next, just just arrest us. So let's be prepared. Let's have the lawyer. Let's have the bail money. So we don't have to feel like we're scared to go out there to Banks's point and still protest for the things that are right. You know what? I think the biggest thing that would work. I was watching a documentary the other day. I can't remember. I don't know why. I can't remember what these people were protesting about. But I think it was in early 70s or 60s and it was a a company um that was run by i don't know if they were spanish or indian but um they had this protest which got to the masses of people where basically they were saying they saw how they were treated in these factories and it was run by a woman and a man and basically what they did was they got people to stop buying into this product. I wish I could remember what it was they were protesting about. It was a big deal. It was like some somewhere between the 60s and the 70s. And they got people to stop buying to stop buying this particular product. They got thousands and thousands of people all across the United States to, to stop buying into this product because they saw how these people were being treated in the factories. And once the the dollar started decreasing, they were able to make a quick change and provide more rights and get a union to this particular to this particular corporation to give more rights. And I feel like the biggest thing to accomplish when it comes to getting your voice heard is the monetary dollar. Same thing with the bus protests where they stopped taking the bus and the minute yep. they started, well, maybe not the minute, but it did take a little while, but month, once yeah. they started realizing that black dollar decreasing and fading away they're like, whoa, hold on, okay, maybe we need to do something about that. Or same right. thing with when it came to black businesses, where they had Black Wall Street or different areas where the black dollar was only circulating within those particular neighborhoods and areas, and that's when that became an issue because that money was not circulating into the other side. And when that happens, that's a big no-no because they're losing revenue. And I think well, you know it's true. The money makes the money makes the world goes round. And if we 
as a group decided to just not shop in regards to these industries for six months, three to six months, you know how much of an uproar that would cause? You know how many businesses would go out of business with the black dollar, especially how much money we waste <laughs> on daily things? You know, you know how you know how much of a void like I mean I'm not I'm not taking away from the protests, but if we just stop the protests and just stop spending money on certain things, or at least when it comes to like certain organizations for a few months. Any, I guarantee at least most of the things that we want, we would want or get our voice put out, somebody would try to make some sort of deal with us because of the amount of money that we put, even though there's a small percentage of us in the United States, but the dollar that we put out there is ridiculous. And that's all it takes. It's just the dollar. But they, every time somebody says that, they always try to minimize their thought or what they're saying because they know that's what's going to make it work and that if you look at history any type of protest it always has something to do with money and if you actually get a group and put that and and follow that particular mindset you can do so much with just that forget the protest forget the forget the the picketing the signs the the um the looting if you just take away the dollar if you stop shopping at that walgreens and that cvs that liquor store, uh, you stop putting your money in these banks. Stop, stop paying, uh, taking your money out of these more these mortgage companies and just living with certain people, or whatever. Or you know, getting creative. You would <laughs> the the uproar in that it would be ridiculous. Things would change yeah, so quickly. I, I think to your point, you're saying sacrifice for a few months to make your point is um what you're trying to say and i think that that i think it will work actually you know what you've been saying and people have been saying that for a while but nobody tends to stick to it you know even if it's just blind from back black businesses they don't want to do the research to find them they want things can again back to what i said people only do what's convenient to them you know what i'm saying right. so i feel like that is um that's what the issue is and that's why this movement which had steam um, is already losing steam and, you know, it seems like we will never get what we actually are, are trying to get, or maybe another generation will get it, but you know, you know, who knows? We'll see. But let's move forward um, past that, and we were going to talk about the, the pandemic, actually. We haven't talked about that in quite a while, guys, so we can get to that. And uh, let's start with the NBA players who all went to the bubble uh over the last week and already a couple of infections um with james harden um russell westbrook and then uh jr smith had a video about the food inside there you got that josh yes some of these dudes 30 40 50 million a year you want these niggas to eat this shit But then be over there crying, talking about somebody can't stay healthy and they body breaking down and all this other shit. <sighs> just saying, bro. I'm just can't. I'm just saying, you want a motherfucking Ferrari to run like a Ferrari because you pay for it as a Ferrari, but you keep gassing it up with motherfucking a Chrysler shit. Yeah. 
that's just me, though. That's whatever, man. Y'all do what y'all want to do. I'm just happy to be back, baby. <laughs> just happy to be back, man. You know what I'm saying? Where is the lie? There's the issue about James Harden testing positive, and as well as we don't have it up here with Russell Westbrook, his teammate. Um, what are your thoughts when you see that video, Josh? I'm I'm very perplexed because he's not wrong. Because at the end of the day, how much money is involved in basketball, NBA specifically? I mean, like you said, 30, 40, 50 million a year. I mean, the yeah. player, each player individually could afford a better meal than that. And their diet and nutrition is meticulous because they're professional athletes. Like he said, that's the perfect analogy. You're not going to put low octane gas in a Ferrari and expect it to run like a Ferrari. That's essentially like putting water in the tank as opposed to gasoline. It's ridiculous. Uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, um, and I, and one player said it was like a motel six. I know it's supposed to be like a nice hotel in Disney, but apparently to that, to these guys, they're just like, not, they're only okay. And stuff like that. Um, and, um, I just think that uh, they weren't prepared, you know, the NBA. So I feel like it's a bad situation. And then moving forward, the season's supposed to stop in October, but then the next season's supposed to start in December. If we're still having the same amount of cases, are they going to send them back to a bubble, the whole league for the whole you know season? Like I feel like the players who are there now, they're going to be like, I ain't going back. So I feel like that's going to be an issue um, at a later date. I, I, honestly, Josh, I feel like this might lead to a possible player strike. Um, not now, but when they have to come back for the uh, you know another season, if it still has to be in a bubble, I'm saying. Well, if uh, players get injured in droves, you might be correct. Yeah, some, and I, I feel like they won't want to go if they already been there to leave and come back two months later for how many months leaving your family again. I don't think players going to be like, listen, it, I'm not going back. You know, it's one thing to finish this season, but to start a new season fresh in a bubble, I don't, I don't know if that's going to actually work. I'll be completely honest. The bubble is not the solution. The solution is to quarantine each organization. So however, whoever the essential staff are from the, the best player to the, you know, the manager of the team and the assistant coach, so you have you have them, you have each organization is in their own bubble the same way that they travel normally in a very exclusive way. So they have their own planes and right. everything. They have assigned pilots and crew for the entire season. And you just go around to each venue that's also in a bubble because there's no fans. There's not going to be any fans there. Right. And you can just play that way. And again, I understand if. They don't want to play in front of fans, but it'll be a lot better to play in these professional arenas and be, them being able to have food. I mean, because at the end of the day, I, I don't even understand how each team doesn't have their own executive chef in the bubble with them flying, flying around with them. It, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, I don't know if they were against the rules, though. So, you, you, I mean, they should, but the NBA laid out the rules for the bubble. So, I think that's crazy. How do you feel about the the Harden and Westbrook testing positive for the coronavirus and then now going to the bubble, which is already, you know, there? I mean, I just, feel like it, I just feel like it was inevitable. Like, 
I mean, these are people too. You know, they're gonna go out. Like James Harden definitely went out in Houston. Like I seen, I seen it. <laughs> yeah, I know the places that he went. Strip clubs. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I don't know about the strip clubs. I don't know if the strip clubs are still open. Um, but then again, you never know when it when you have a certain lifestyle, certain pay grade, anything can happen for you. But I mean, what do you expect? I'm sure, but then again, you know, these people, these players, a lot of these players are very healthy, uh, more healthy than in comparison to the average person. I think they'll be completely fine, um, you know, in regards to, you know, being tested positive for coronavirus. And I, I just don't, I mean, it's something I expected, especially with, you know, certain, certain other players. I'm sure there's more players that, have tested positive, but they just, you know, kept it low with like rumors like with Steph Curry and all that. Um, but I mean, especially, but going back to staring away from the virus um, with the food situation, I was a bit surprised. I did hear people saying like there was other players posting pictures of steaks like the other day, like the a few days before uh, he posted that. They were saying there was other players posting them eating steaks. But in essence, if you're going to put them in a bubble and put them put them in Florida where they have to be confined to one location, these are professional athletes. They have to maintain a certain diet. And, and I understand with hotels, there's definitely restrictions in regards to the cleaning and uh, how they maintain food and everything that but still they're still also professional athletes these are these are people that you're paying millions of dollars for and that are also you millions and millions of dollars in revenue why are you you feeling why are you feeding these these players Players like it's a freaking all this junk food, which is a lot when it comes to the hey, uh, John. I think players, we're losing you, bro. You're like breaking in a, and out right now. Like a big, I think it's, no I think, I think it's your wife, to the diets of what they should eat. You can't even hear me. And what they and what they shouldn't, and what they should eat, and what they shouldn't eat. So it, it was just. It's a bit alarming to see that this is the type of stuff that they put in their rooms for them to eat. When yeah, they hey, John, you play and be in tip-top shape, you're feeding them garbage. Like, what sense does that make? I understand it's a pandemic, but, but come on. There's plenty, and it's in Florida. There's plenty of restaurants that's open. There's plenty of restaurants taking fines from police officers to to basically to men. Huh? Bro, <laughs> your, your, your Wi-Fi, you're kind of lagging right now. Makes <laughs> is crazy. Don't put your phone, bro. If you hear it. All right, we'll move forward with you, Josh. All right, since we were talking oh, about we this. also forgot to talk about the uh squirrel 
with the bubonic plague. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Yeah. I don't know how and I, again, I have to read Charlemagne's comment because what he's it's saying funny. is yeah. completely right. Three things I need answers to because I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, nor am I the strongest Avenger. Why would that. they randomly be testing squirrels for bubonic plague? Number two, what's the best plague vaccine stock to invest in? Number three, do you think the aliens still pulling up? <laughs> Charlemagne. Uh, the first one is the most important question, though. Exactly. Why are they randomly, there he is, he's back, uh, testing squirrels for the bubonic plague. Yes, dude, when I saw that article, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, when are they coming up with this stuff? It never ends. Well, that was your thoughts about it when you first saw it? Yeah, I'm like, testing squirrels for the bubonic. First, I thought this was like cat, like, Bubonic plague. What the hell was that? Is this is this the next pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be. That's, That's the original one. When I saw that, I'm like, first off, why are they even? What gave them the idea to test a squirrel? Who does that? Right. That's the question. Yeah. Like, why are they testing a squirrel in Colorado? One random ass squirrel. Like, doesn't make any sense. Or, like, how the, 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 this squirrel got this plague. Like, how? <laughs> Uh, and like probably the same way that uh I guess the bats and the mice and Wuhan had the coronavirus. But with the thing with the coronavirus, I don't know if this is true, but they're saying that the the virus that's out there is a synthetic version of it, where it was something that was created in in a lab in Wuhan to help combat the actual coronavirus, but somehow allegedly it just happened to get out of the laboratory and infect the whole world. <laughs> and, that, and that's exactly how I'm looking at it now, because I'm like, okay, if we think about how the CDC works, they also keep all of these viruses, these deadly pathogens and whatnot in the labs. So it, it, it didn't come out of nowhere. Right. And I also think it's funny with the CDC, because it was on the, um, what's his name? Conan O'Brien, the guy with the red hair, right? Mm -hmm. He did a skit where he was making fun of the CDC, like, oh, you know, it's funny how the CDC contradicts itself, where it's where he show like clips of if you go on the CDC website, it says wash your hands for thoroughly, thoroughly for 30 seconds. And then it says, like, well, if, as long as you don't touch somebody, you can watch it for five seconds. And he was showing like these different these contradicting clips of sh I don't I don't think this was true, but he was basically making fun of the CDC. Like they'll tell you to do one thing where. Like he did another skit where they were saying like, oh, it's funny how they told us not to wear a mask a couple months ago. And then now all of a sudden they say you should wear a mask. And he was just going in on the CDC saying like they say one thing and then a few months later they say something else. Like, can you really trust what they're saying? Are they really here for the people? You know, but I even though it was a joke, but some of the things he was saying with what the CDC does I mean, they do have a history and pattern of just like, you know, switching certain things that they put out there with the people in regards to what they want them to believe. Wow. That sounds eerily familiar to this. Perfect that, segue, Josh, about Trump finally wearing a mask, showing his mismanagement and contradictory status that he has very high. So, and what are your thoughts on that, Josh? Um, 
it's a strong possibility that he may have dementia. I agree. I Especially agree. since he he faulted Obama for <laughs> for his testing, where he hasn't been in office for the last you know three or four years. But you know, right. food, food for thought, you know. <laughs> and I just, uh, yeah, I just think, I guess too little. I mean, too too little, too late. Kind of how you know Bernie said, and I'll bring that bring that photo up. But what do you guys think? I, I I think it's a possibility about the dementia. When he speaks, he does remind me of like an old man who just is kind of confused, <laughs> kind of like a like an old dude who you see in like a supermarket somewhere who's like confused. <laughs> the what he's there to buy? Like, I swear to God, he does. Like it never seems like coherent to me. And he's ornery as well. Yeah, that too. All of it. Oh <laughs> ornery, defensive, all of it. So I don't know. What are your thoughts, John? You see him with the mask on. I just thought, first I thought, I mean, I wasn't even thinking about the dementia thing. I just thought it was just another way to troll people or just another way to identify with his agenda for the political race that's coming up and just showing like, oh, I'm with the people. I'm going to wear the mask too. I said, I looked at it. I mean, it, it could be, I mean, if you look at Donald Trump, I mean, he is old and he's getting yeah. up to age. So, I mean, it, it could very well be dementia in regards to, you know, even though he was so against it in the past, he may have forgotten. Now he sees it. He's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do now. But I also think it's just something else that's uh, adding on to it. Florida reports one in 15. Yeah, we're talking about the, 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 the cases skyrocketing in Florida uh, for the most part and how there's, now all these quarantine bans and I'm sorry, quarantine guidelines are coming from different states and all that good stuff. And I guess kind of revisit the whole thing because we were on like uh, the air, I guess, when this thing really first broke out. Uh, when the NBA canceled the season, matter of fact, we were on uh, on the air. So what are you guys' thoughts now as far as like when this thing might turn around or, or end or something like that or whatever with this new news about Florida? I don't think it's going to end for a long time. Yeah, I'm definitely not sure about that. Uh, simply because of the the mismanagement. So yeah. as we see other countries, you know, handling it properly, and yeah. they're in much better shape. They're literally filming uh, Lord of the Rings in New Zealand right now. <laughs> they're in much better shape, um, <laughs> as well as Avatar and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what um, I heard. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, like, if you look at you know me and Josh's one of me and Josh's favorite places, Canada, it's they have so many people trying to get over the border, but they're like basically saying like, no, the way Americans are handling uh, the pandemic, it's a joke, and our numbers are basically are coming down to little to none. And we're not going to take any chances with opening our borders to invite, you know, careless Americans over to skyrocket our numbers. And I just thought that was interesting how they just really enforce the idea of just not having anyone who's not from there or who doesn't have like immediate family or who's not an essential worker come into Canada as opposed to the United States where 
you know, it's a free for all, even though they put these mandates like, oh, 14 self, 14 days self quarantine. Oh, if you go to these hot states, you got to do this. But the airports are still open. You're still able to travel between yeah. between these states with not much of enforcement. And it's and really a strong people, suggestion, like you said. It's not really like an enforcement. It's like you should stay on enforcement. Even with even what they're doing in Jersey, it's just, just, just they're suggesting you to do this. They're not really right. enforcing it, but they're, they're, it's like a strong suggestion on you should do this. Like the the lettering, the lettering that they put out in the airports is saying that you really should do this. But that's how it basically sounds. Right. And if you go into country, different countries, it's just like. No, you are going to do this. You're, you, you are going to do this, and you're going to stay here. Like if we find <laughs> out if like that's basically like if we find out you're not from here or you got into the country illegally, you're going to stay here. Right. So basically. that is the irony with us in comparison to the world. <laughs> but do you think? Because I do say, you know, um, uh, Atlanta's. You know, mayor now she closed, try to close back up. California mm-hmm. then closed kind of back up, uh, back to phase one all the way. California went back to. Um, do you think some of these states will start to like learn from the era of their ways, I guess, and start to? Well, here's the thing I don't think that's necessarily true because Atlanta, they did that. The mayor, she did that, but the governor overruled it. And it's like, no, that's unconstitutional. We need to make money. You're not doing that. So, yeah, but in California, it was the governor who did it, though. So it's a little different. I'm talking about Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Atlanta, the mayor did it, but then the governor overruled it and said that's unconstitutional. She has no real power, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Another, you know, she's supposed to resign? She said she was going to resign. She's not going to do that. I think it's just some sort of ploy. I doubt she'll do it, but maybe. You never know with Atlanta. But with even with California, you know, they, they do do these. They implemented, you know, the the phase one and all that, but my boy is going to San Francisco or to San Diego tomorrow <laughs> with no, with no problem. And I'm like, I'm not, I thought they closed it there. And he's like, what do you mean they closed it? Like you can fly in and out airports are still open. They didn't say the airports were closed, but they, I guess it wasn't always back to phase one to your point, but they did stop like the salons, they closed the barbershops, the churches. Uh, but uh, it's like, if you think about it, like remember what they put, what they what basically they implemented, like it was a big deal. Like they're going to in, 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 uh, impose phase one, uh, mandatory shutdown. Yeah, curfew. Yeah, yeah. They're putting in the news about California because yeah, of the skyrocketing yeah. numbers. So somebody who's not from there, like us, we're going to be able to go in there. Yeah. We're going to look at it like, OK, we can't go there because they're taking it very seriously. Right. Right. That's that's what I thought. But. Other people who travel more, who've gone there, will basically say, like, yeah, I mean, there's some places closed or whatever. But, I mean, I was able to fly into there. I was able to go to certain places. I didn't have any issue. And I came back. So it's like they put all this stuff out there, but it doesn't really do much because people are still, in a sense, doing or following their day-to-day. Well, I'm going to say this. I do like what our governor is doing and New York's governor has been doing and they've been really, really cautious, like Josh said on the earlier post. And even if he kept it just like it is right now until things kind of be okay, I think this is not that bad. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, 
not with the indoor restaurants and, you know, kept it kind of as it is. I think we can deal with this and still kind of function, but don't have to go back to phase one. We're only getting two, 300 cases a day in New Jersey. Like it's super light, you know, here and whatnot. So Murphy and Cuomo, I will say, are, are doing a wonderful job. But I think other governors, I guess, uh, Trump loving governors aren't really, you know, listening, I guess. But um, moving forward, Josh. Uh, well, I actually have to apologize, guys, because we actually missed two major stories, actually three. So this this little uh, quick, quick recap. Did we miss them or did we just not get to them yet? Beyonce partners with the NA, you know, NAACP to provide 10K grants to black owned small businesses, which I thought was pretty cool. I thought it is cool. And we have to say a very melancholy farewell to Nelson Mandela's daughter, Zinzi, who has died today at the age of 59, unfortunately. Rest in peace. Wow. R.I.P. to her. And finally, we have North Carolina officially proves reparation for its black residents and unanimous vote. And that was today, actually. Now, Uh, I'm curious on what exactly does that entail? Like, what are they going to do? Because, you know, North Carolina, in certain parts, they are pretty prejudiced um, in regards to, and very segregated, depending what parts of uh, North Carolina you're in. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to do in these so-called reparations because of how segregated they are in certain parts. I don't know if they would want to increase the likelihood of the, of the black class getting above the poor white classes there. So it, it's going to be a bit interesting on how they play this out and what exactly does this mean to, you know, the black residents of North Carolina. Well, um, from what I, I heard, it's not actual like checks to the residents, but it's more like, you know, uh, putting money in some of those impoverished uh, cities in North mm-hmm. Carolina that have mostly black residents. And that's, I guess, their form of quote unquote reparations. Like, I guess, you know, it'll probably be adding like, you know, uh, after school centers or fixing up certain neighborhoods or something like that, which I guess is still a, you know, still, you know, still a good thing, I guess, you know. And either way, but I think that's their form of uh, reparations. So. I just hope it's not like Newark, where they give a billion dollars to Newark school system and nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. A billion dollars, too. A billion, not yeah. a million. A billion. Wasn't that, well, wasn't that when Booker was up there? Whatever. I think. Right. Yeah, he was up there. Yeah. yeah. A billion dollars went to Newark school system. It was a big deal at that time. And then slowly but surely it just trickled down to a point to where not many people questioned to where what happened to the money for the school system of Newark. Like so I just hope it doesn't turn out to be something like, oh, we gave trillions of dollars to the communities and then you just see a small rec center and maybe a playground. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, it was a trillion dollar park. <laughs> like I did see some people saying, though, you know, we hear reparations, you need to get a check. 
So they were like, man, I want I want to check. So, but I would be fine if they just fix communities up, like. Or, I just hope they actually do something, or it doesn't turn into some, you know, some ruha where it's like, oh, it's this is a hundred year plan. (laughs) 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 They they might do some BS like that, like, oh, within a hundred years, they're going to we're going to redevelop neighborhoods and impoverished areas, (laughs) you know. I definitely need to see the fine print of this because I, I strongly doubt, as Banks said, because there are a lot of areas and even some places like uh, Eight Mile Road with Chapel Hill and, and North Carolina, places like that, that are incredib- incredibly liberal, as is, you know, Duke and Durham and whatnot. But they're also very segregated as well. So I honestly cannot see, I cannot fathom that the state of North Carolina is going to be taxing because that that's where the money would have to come from. They would have to tax their racist citizens for black people. I, I honestly can never see that happening. You're probably going to have the white people out there protesting about this now. They, right. they don't want to get taxed and whatnot. They'll protest for anything, you know, <laughs> mass, whatever it is. They're just crazy. Um, and um, and finishing up with the pandemic, we had a question from Wale. Wale. So for our audience members who are watching at a later date, hypothetically, if you woke up tomorrow and they said COVID is gone for good, I think we're all wishing for that, right? Oh, what man. would be the first thing you did? And for me, I said it was getting on a plane out of the country. I'm, <laughs> I'm vominos. I'm out of here. Are you going to get a haircut first or, or what? I mean, probably. I mean, usually, Big Mike, you guys know this. Whenever you <laughs> going somewhere, he, he's getting his haircut first. <laughs> Where would you go right away? Oh, I'm definitely going to England. Oh, wow. London and Manchester specifically. Is that your team, Manchester United? Is that your, uh, ah, Miguel's paying attention. Oh, look at that. Okay, Miguel. That's Manchester United. Manchester. And, and Banks, I mean, you already live like no COVID now, but what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I would, yeah, to add on to Josh's point, um, I would definitely, uh, I would definitely travel, um, definitely outside the U.S. Um, Somewhere different. Uh, I'll definitely go back to Canada. Um, probably go to uh, a day party. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a day party, like a, a really, really good one. I don't like maybe like a everyday people or. What that's that? You ever been to everyday people? They have in like DC, New York, or oh, one okay. of the Adidas or one of those Adidas events they have. Um, in Brooklyn, um, but yeah, you know, it is something where people are outside and like not wearing a mask and just enjoying, you know, the weather and enjoying each other's company, no drama, just a good time, you know, just having a good conversation, or whatever, and just like having no care of just like somebody coughing on you or you know, once or being again, six feet apart or wearing a mask and stuff like that. Apart. Or, you know, being restricted to, like, what you're drinking or what you're eating. 
or how long you have to be at a particular place. You know, just just to li live a little. You know, that's that's what I I would I would do. I would do something in the public, and definitely definitely travel, leave the U.S. I think I would follow suit with the traveling because, as you guys remember, something I wanted to do this year, but then it's kind of happened, so it kind of sucked for me. But I would follow <laughs> suit um, with that, and I think I would get back to doing regular stuff. I think just because. I couldn't do it. Like I'll probably do a movie marathon for like three days straight. <laughs> I was about to say, Miguel's definitely going to the movies, man. Oh man, I'll be there. I, I literally I'll watch nine movies three days straight. I'll be three days three in the movie in a row. And uh restaurants, you know, just stuff like walk through just walk through the mall. You know what I mean? Just stuff I that we take for granted, I think, is more stuff I would do, you know, than than and everything else, I guess. So take my kids to the park, whatever issue, or stuff like that. So absolutely. But I'll be completely honest, Miguel. I mean, from what John was talking about, kind of sounded like his trip to ATL. <laughs> People were doing that anyway. <laughs> I told you, I feel like he just he's never had a quarantine. He's just a regular like <laughs> like John's had like four haircuts. <laughs> That's what I was going on, whatnot. Um